I really love how um, brazen you are. And I'm so happy that you're here with us because I think we need a lot more of that. Um, yeah. So I guess for, for our listeners who don't know who you are, do you want to tell a little bit about yourself and, uh, and all that jazz? Yeah. So um, hello, everyone. My name is Leah V. Um, the most ridiculous Leo that you'll ever meet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I am from Detroit and currently in New York City trying to make something of myself. And I am a um, inclusive content creator, a plus size hijabi model, an author, um, a bad bitch. You know, the list goes on and on and on. All the things. <laughs> well, very multifaceted, uh, multi-hyphenate, you know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. all those good things. <laughs> man oh my goodness okay so so what drew you to like these different parts of your life um particularly inclusive fashion and all that stuff like wh- where do you find happiness and all of that um yeah so I don't really it's it's hard to pinpoint exactly where all of this came from because I'm uh-huh. still like living in the space where it's like what the fuck happened here but how do you where I get here, where I'm just like always on the go. But yeah, I don't know. I was always a writer. I've been a writer since I was six years old. Very cliche writer origin story. Um, <laughs> love reading Rainbow. And I love mm-hmm. that the power of words, power of stories. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated by hearing other people's stories and narratives. And one thing that I didn't see was my own narrative um growing up and so I always want to I know what I was gonna do but I know that I want to um be seen and I want others to feel seen too through my work so it just happened it just happened to be that I um am showing my narrative through photos through video um and through words and story so I think that is is kind of my villain origin story (laughs) 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 <laughs> oh my goodness. Being seen. You're just, just coming right out the gate with like the, the deep hard hitters. That's yeah. Wow. Um, okay. So I wanted to say congrats. Cause you recently hit fi- six figures with your brand. And I know like you didn't have, like you've b- built all of this yourself. Um, so what, what, like, what does this accomplishment mean to you um, and to your story and all of that? Yeah. So I actually went back and forth with even sharing that. Yeah. Um, so I had hit six figures a couple months ago. <laughs> oh! <laughs> You're like, do I share? Do I not? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so when I thought like, so I have a business account, I have a, I have a regular account. Uh-huh. And then my account was like, damn, Leah, <laughs> you like making all the money. I'm like, oh my God. And I got so kind of scared because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, is this money going to tur- turn me into a tyrant? Number one, I was so afraid of what it was going to turn me into. So yeah. I was like, let me keep this on a low, low. So like, I can figure out like what this means. Mm-hmm. Um, and over the last couple months, I have basically been traveling and um, treating my friends and treating myself to good things. Um, you know, fat, fat girl luxury uh, uh-huh. trips. I've been so many on trips and vacations because I deserve that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, what does this mean to be a fat black woman in this position that just hit six figures from her badass negotiating skills, from her unra- unwavering belief that she could do this? Yeah. Um, like, what does all that mean to actually see it in dollar signs? Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to share this because when I was a broke bitch, when I was, you know, eating soup and living out of totes out of cars, mm-hmm. I shared that too. 
So we need to be able to share both of these extremes of um, success and also failure too, because that's my brand. I'm, I'm, I'm showing you both sides, both extremes, right? Because I haven't always had money. I'm yeah. not privileged. <laughs> I'm definitely not a privileged bitch. And so um, just to see the love that came from it and, you know, just people like, yeah, keep going, make more money, like do mm. your thing, because I do deserve that. I do deserve to do the least and get the most as a fat black Muslim living in America. Yeah. And it just meant like, it was a good feeling. It means that, you know, the pop, the, the impossible is possible. Mm. That's, that's what it means to me. Wow. Yeah. And I think, I think also like, just, just as a woman, I think I feel sometimes that also of like, oh, is it vain to want good things for myself and stuff like that? And so I'm sure it must feel even more that way for you because I have a lot more privilege in those places than you do. So yeah, I'm really, really impressed and really happy for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it is a vain thing too, because like, a, I think for, especially like black women and then fat women, we're so used to getting the meager crumbs, you know, mm. the funny sidekick, you know, the second best to a straight size girl. It's always that narrative for us. And so when we do get something good, we're like, is it meant for me? Am I, yes. am I, am I an imposter? Um, and so is it going to be taken away? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you don't see those types of stories. You don't see mm. six figure fat black Muslim women from Detroit who are divorced, no daddy, mentally ill mm. mom. You don't see those narratives. Yeah. And so for me to have, um, be creating history right now by, you know, showing you that this, this is very possible is amazing. I mean, I'm like, I'm not trying to be like a Leo, but I'm my own inspiration because mm. I'm doing things that I haven't never seen done before. Um, and to be vocal and to be like loud and to be proud about it and to show others that it's definitely possible um, is so amazing. And I hope to go so much further. Like this is only the beginning, honestly, yeah. like I have so many plans for 2022. It's crazy. Oh, okay. So what's like one that you're really pumped about or are you like keeping them all on the down low for now? Um, so one of them, I can't announce in January, but okay. it's very major. Um, you know, it's, it's done already <laughs> and, uh, we're just waiting to announce it. But <laughs> one of my childhood dreams. Um, and I can't wait to share that. Uh, it's gonna be a whole situation, as you know how how I do when I announce things. Um, and then another thing that I really want to do is get into film and TV. So mm. that um, I'm work actually working on a script, and I have no idea how, what's gonna happen with this. I'm just working on it because mm. the spirit is leading me to do this. Mm. Um, because although we see, you know, some plus size narratives that are not, you know, cookie cutter, it still mm. needs to go further. And like, yeah. I'm not satisfied with the narratives right now on film and TV. Mm, and so yeah. that's something that is uh, my next step. So I've done the books and I've done the modeling and I've gotten flewed out, but now it's time for Leah V to take over um, Hollywood. Yeah. So <laughs> that I'm now, I have no idea how it's going to go. I'm just putting it, I'm just putting it out there to the universe. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's been working, me manifesting things. So that's my next, my next thing is Leah V takes oh. over Hollywood. Oh my gosh. I'm here for it very much. Wow. Um, that's, this is really inspiring for me too, because I think like, yeah, just this, this, I love, I love what you said earlier about like not wanting this stuff to like turn you into a tyrant and stuff like that. I think mm -hmm. there's, there's so many good things that we, um, keep ourselves from doing or like, I don't know, like don't allow ourselves to enjoy or hope for or all that kind of stuff because of those fears. And so going after something, despite those fears and being aware of them 
and kind of hitting them head on, I think is so good. Um, yeah, really, really beautiful. Um, mm. um, sorry, I'm really, really awkward in case you can't tell. <laughs> I did that yesterday, like in, about something completely on, like two people were like, why did you, what, what was this, what was this about? <laughs> I have two, Minus Chef's Kiss and Birdman oh. Hand Rub. Oh, like, yes. about, like the Birdman Hand Rub. Like, yeah, it's going down. I always do like the peace sign thing. Like my boyfriend started doing it too. When like you say something really intense and you realize like it wasn't the time to say it. And I'm just like, okay, just <laughs> peace sign out. Just back away. <laughs> yeah, I'm socially awkward. So I have a lot of those moments. <laughs> too soon, too vulnerable. I'm sorry. Fuck. Um, um, okay. So, well, how has your understanding of inclusivity changed as you've grown in self-love? Yeah, I think it's always ever-changing, right? Um, I felt, I thought that when I, you know, got the billboard and when I got the ads that I was going to be a baddie 100% of the time, Mm. never going to have self-confidence issues, never going to feel any kind of way about my body. I thought that that was just going to um, disappear once everyone seen how pretty I was, right? Mm-hmm. And that is definitely not the case. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm still dealing with body dysmorphia. I'm still dealing with like low self-esteem and imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And I get to ask that question quite a bit, like, Leah V, how are you so confident? And I'm just like, well, I'm not always confident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's your bubble, but I... Um, actually feel like I have a little bit more body dysmorphia be- than before I started modeling, actually, because a lot of the models are way smaller, way smaller than me, way mm-hmm. lighter, way wider, uh, <laughs> way taller, yeah. uh, way societally, you know, acceptable body types. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm here. Hey. And, <laughs> but, you know, with, with, with me being, uh, you know, egg shaped, I'm still going to give you RuPaul, Beyonce, Riri, all of this. I'm going to give you all of this. Like, yes, I'm fat as hell but I'm gonna give you all these things because they hired me along with you mm. and you might be getting paid more and have a million followers but I'm still sitting here with you yeah and so when I'm having this these body dysmorphic thoughts and this imposter syndrome and low self-esteem I always rem- remind myself that you know I don't have to be here number one no one's forcing me to be here and then number number two like you know it's a blessing to be here and you need to give them all all of that diva confidence even if you don't feel like it, just give them all of that because there's yeah. not that look at their image who is just like, wow, never seen it. And this gives me that spark to keep going, right? Because mm. imagery is so, so important. Um, like when I see someone who looks like me winning, like it just makes me want to like go 60 times harder than before. Wow. Um, and that's what we're fighting for proper and inclusive mm. representation in the media, the music industry, and I don't know, tech. Like mm-hmm. all these fields are lacking so much, and it's 2021, and it's it's really getting irritating to even have to continue this conversation. Yeah. But unfortunately, people like to be gatekeepers. You know, people like to colonize situations. You know, mm-hmm. like the body positive movement. It has been hijacked by thin, um, white passing, racial ambiguous girls who are making double chins and making like fat. Rolls. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yes, that's cute, but there's like actual super plus fat, dark skinned women. Um, non-able-bodied individuals who need to see themselves in the media and so a lot of these um movements that have been made by queer made by fat made by you know disabled individuals have been hijacked by you know cis white women Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's 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 hard to be in the space sometimes because you're like constantly like the Debbie Downer. Like, <laughs> I have to do this because who else is gonna talk? Yeah, you know what I mean. Who else is yeah. gonna talk some shit? And if that means that I'm not getting all the gigs, or you see me as a threat, or you see me as like the loudmouth black Muslim girl, then so be it. Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my money regardless. Yeah. So, <laughs> so clearly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then also too, like the people who are truly going to support you are going to hear you and know where you are and be able to support you so much more. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Um, so what's been like surprising, a surprising discovery for you as you've entered modeling and writing? I mean, I know that it's very, it's kind of different, not too different, but like, as you've entered into this whole inclusive world with your brand, yeah. What's been surprising to you? in a good way, bad way, whatever. I mean, there's a lot of surprises in this industry. <laughs> of course, the writing side versus the modeling side are two different things, yeah. right? But um, for the modeling part, um, I thought it'd be a lot more glamorous than what it was. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's nitty gritty sometimes. Like I've yeah. been fat shamed on set. I've been told to remove my turban and hijab out on set. Uh, I've been trying try to be starved out on set where they just wouldn't feed us. I'm like, wow. Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, so, I'm like sitting over here like, oh yeah, sometimes it gets really hot on set and someone's got to like, like feed you water through a, through a straw and you're like, you just, no. oof. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, I definitely will. That too, where there's like no air. Yeah. But, but uh, that's also like my, my, what I see, you know, from what I'm, what I'm doing, you know what I mean? That's what I saw on set um, when I was interning and all that kind of stuff. And it's really, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, what's one thing that really irks you about how inclusivity is handled in fashion? We kind of talked about this a little bit, but I'd like love, love to hear more. I want to hear all the rants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, um, I mean, I think I think we're talking about like being on set and some of the things that I've seen uh, mm-hmm. and dealt with. And just to kind of reiterate, uh, I can't remember where I left off. I've been asked to remove my hijab on set, you know, body shames, um, yeah. you know, starved, uh, excessive heat, uh, things of that nature. And, you know, I thought it was going to be super duper glamorous, like, you know, Mariah Carey level glam uh-huh. all the time. Set. And, you know, we are working, you know, when we are on set and taking photos and taking video and content, like we are working hard. And I don't think people, people are like, oh, you're taking little cute pictures. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. Like sitting in the row behind <laughs> with champagne, you know? <laughs> right. Sometimes. 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 <laughs> very fancy. You're like, oh, this is fancy, fancy. And other times you're like, wow, this is very low budget. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> with the bad, but I think some things that I think really, um, really shocked me was a lot of the um the body body dysmorphia that was going on with the models like a lot of them have eating disorders and I'm talking like plus size models like have eating disorders or had like work done on their body you know and I'm just like I I I did not know that I thought that they were just naturally looking perfect all the time yeah yeah so you're comparing yourself to that yeah Mm -hmm. I was just like you guys had you bitches had work done (laughs) I'm, I'm like hurt, like used to hurt myself to get to your body type or, um, you know, your, your level of, of beauty and your shit's manufactured. And so so being, you know, behind the scenes and hearing all this and seeing all this, it's very interesting. And I've also heard like, um, models are padded to look 
bigger because they don't like hiring actual fat people to model fat people clothing. And just to hear stuff like that, yeah, oh just my like, gosh. you know, instead of hiring somebody that is just big or plus size, you, you want to pad a size 10 or size eight yeah. person. Oh my gosh. Um, and the colorism that still exists because a lot of models are still like white or racially ambiguous. There's very rare that you find like a dark skin model with like natural hair and yeah. the plus size industry is actually like top tier, like making it. So it's a lot of that still happening, mm-hmm. um, which is like why, you know, people don't really like me because I talk about those things and um, yeah. because I see it, I'm, I'm, I'm there ground zero with them and I'm seeing things and I'm seeing like a lot of like, oh, the, the company will have everyone diverse in front of the camera, but the whole team is white. Yeah. Stuff like that is just like, as I'm getting older and climbing the ladder and doing more, it's something that I'm going to have to say, I can't be on set unless your staff and your directors and your creative folk is also people of color, mm-hmm. also fat people, also like queer people. Yeah. Um, it can't just be, we're just inclusive in the front end. With the yeah, exactly. End. Where everyone can see it. Yeah. 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 I was like, see, that's that's what I don't like. <laughs> yeah, okay. man. My gosh, you got me thinking we're gonna have a photo shoot in January and you got me thinking now about the crew and the background and all this stuff because it's stuff it's stuff that like I think even just the people that you end up making connections with in the industry tend to be tend to they're speaking from my own experience, tend to veer in that direction of like white, cishet, all this stuff, because those are the people who have it easier to make, to, for them to make it. So they're the people who you end up working with on set. It's this like self-perpetuating cycle. Yes. Um, damn. Sorry, I should, mm, we're talking, not not just like <laughs> thinking about other revelations. It's definitely a ponder one because, yeah. you know, we have this very, gatekeeper mentality and then we have this very privileged mentality where it's just like well I deserve to be here and it's like no your rich daddy's cousin got you a job because you're white and you're his daughter it's just like it's not you're not talented sweetheart like yeah and you have so stop like you're better than somebody because you know somebody to get you in this position yeah I'm telling people like you know my kink is uh, basically um reading white people to film and it really is because a lot of them honestly come at me really yeah. sideways. And I'm like, honey, I have two master's degrees. I'm not, I'm not, I, I do this for a living. Don't mm-hmm. come at me sideways because you will never win. And sometimes you, you really have to get people like that professionally because they'll come with that privilege. You know, I yeah. know this and I work with, and it's like, sweetie, you could never. And so I always tell like people in the industry who are of color or marginalized that you cannot allow um, folks who got a job through somebody's daddy or uncle to let you know what, what you're doing because they'll yeah. always feel like you're smaller than what you are. I mean, this is like, this is statistics. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a narrative. And so we need more individuals and by individuals, I mean the privileged mm-hmm. to start actually looking at their staff. Okay. Is my staff like all white? Do I have a yeah. token Asian or yeah. token trans on set? Yeah. That's not inclusivity. That's yeah. not fair. It needs yeah. to be where we're sitting down and saying like, this person needs to be a person of color or a marginalized person, period. Yeah. There's, and so go and go find that because they're yeah. out here. And the excuse of, oh, well, no one applied or like, it's, I don't know anybody. That's go not, find them, yeah. <laughs> and I've heard this a million trillion times. We can't find anybody. Oh, you can't find any black people? Wow. Maybe you should know really more black sad. people then, yeah. <laughs> 
Exactly. Gosh, yeah. And like we keep hearing these excuses on how inclusivity is too hard, but it's just like, it's not hard at all. Also, that's <laughs> the problem too. Like, do you realize you're just telling us what the problem is? You know what I mean? Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. I, um, what was I going to say? I have, I have ADHD. I don't know if you can tell my brain goes in like five different, <laughs> telling five different rabbit holes at any, any yeah. given point in time. Um, what was I going to say? Oh man, I think I lost it. Clearly it wasn't that important. Oh, this is one of my favorite questions to ask. And I feel like you would have such a good answer for this. What's like an insult that you've received that you're like really proud of? Oh, so many. <laughs> <laughs> um I you know I used to be very I mean I still am soft but I used to be very soft where I was like you know um if you call me fat I just like crumble like how dare you call me that like that's the worst thing ever in life Uh to be called fat uh and just like that would just like shut me all the way up and Mm. um it's crazy because now you call me this and I'm just like, okay, fat and paid, fat yeah. and, <laughs> and obnoxious. So keep, we, we can keep playing this game if you want to, because I'm going to always win it. Um, and so I think that is one that <laughs> is meant to be an insult is a uh, fat bitch. Like people mm. love calling you fat bitch. Yeah, fat bitch. And I'm like, oh, thanks so much. Like, yeah, you tell me I'm opinionated. Thank you. <laughs> Tell me more. I love hearing about myself. Uh, <laughs> so I think that is definitely uh, one that I used to be or would have been taken as an insult. That's not something that I wear with a badge. Um, and then another one I get called a lot is you act like a man. You have like, you're very like masculine. You don't act like a girl enough. And I'm like, mm, I love it. I, I love acting masculine. It's it's like, you know, I'm I'm negotiating. I'm, yeah, being you know, not taking assertive. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, gosh. I get that a lot. Like, oh, you're so aggressive. Uh, you act like a man. And I'm like, well, um, I'm getting shit done. And if you are feeling this kind of way by me being assertive um, and telling you what I'm not going to take, if that's being like a man, then I'll, I'll gladly take that. Yeah. I deal with, I deal with that a little bit too. And like, I think it's very common in, in faith communities too, of like, just like there's this, there's always seems to be like this, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like caricature of womanhood that, that we're always like measuring ourselves against. And like being a woman, there's like so many different ways to be a woman. Like the very fact that being assertive is considered a masculine trait makes me so annoyed because why on earth should that be a masculine thing? You know, like who, who, who decided that? <laughs> I guess girls are supposed to do like, I don't know, like doves without yeah. I don't know, like a Barbie. I feel like that's what they want women to be is like super just like Barbie, Barbecue and just like soft and smell like peaches and cream and yeah just, exactly like, agree with everything yeah but be, be assertive when it's like, cute where when we want you to be but only only how we want you to be yeah man yeah it's, it's, it's a very tired trope because i'm muslim uh and also plus size people already have those stereotypes yeah. layered on me already right Muslim women are supposed to be like very demure and like modest mm-hmm. and like i'm just like i'm Taylor, I'm chewing gum with my mouth open. My legs are split really big. I wear yeah. like a hat suit and like drag queen makeup. They're like, what is this? And I'm like, what is going me. on? It's, it's a show. Okay. It's entertainment. <laughs> Pay my invoice and be entertained. Like that's it. And so, yeah, I, I love going places and just being absolutely ridiculous because people don't know how to categorize me. 
they, they really don't know what's happening. I had this one guy, I remember I went to the museum and I was just like walking, do my little Leah V thing. He's like, what are you? <laughs> He's like, what are you? He like his face, like he really wanted to know what I was about. And I'm like, honey, my name's Leah V. And I put my hand out like this. <laughs> He's like, I love it. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I love it. <laughs> it's like this so, mix of things that people don't think can be held in tension, you know, but yet you're doing it. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, mm. is there any questions that uh, you were hoping I'd asked you or that you like, I've been waiting for an opportunity to like be asked an answer anywhere? Yeah, honestly, like I go into interviews with not a lot of expectations mm-hmm. um, or anything because I've been asked, you know, I've done so many podcasts or interviews. I've, I've been asked it all. Yeah. Uh, and I shit for a living. So I talk a lot all the time. So there's nothing extra that I'd like to add. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. You're like, I'm talked out. We're good. Wow. Yeah, like I talk all the time. So I like, honestly, I like hearing other people's stories at this point, honestly. I think that's, that's my kink is hearing other, me being quiet and then other people talking. I'm like, yeah, tell me more. <laughs> Let me use my ears, man. Okay. Well, okay. My last yeah. question is, I guess, so for a girl who's like kind of trying to like basically fit herself into this caricature, whatever religion she's in, whatever caricature that is of like a demure woman. And she doesn't feel like it fits for her. Like, what would you say to her? Well, as someone who's definitely uh, lived that lifestyle of trying to fit into um, a good Muslim wife in the mm-hmm. community, like I really tried hard, and uh, it was hell. It was <laughs> hell. Trying to be somebody that I wasn't, and the and the kicker is, people still didn't accept me, mm. and, and I feel like always like it's like if I just do this this thing whether it's like religious or whether it's spiritual whether it's like at your job with your mom your what whoever it is if I if I can bend to what they want then I will be left alone and I will be accepted mm. never gonna happen I can tell you that right now and people think it is but it doesn't because people always want more from you they're never satisfied and so I always tell people would you rather go through life living in your truth or would you rather go through life living in someone else's truth and still not being accepted you know what yeah. i mean at some point you have to you have to really think about what it is that you want and how you're comfortable presenting yeah. and this is across the board for everybody with the sexuality whether it's like your hair color whether it's like whatever you want it to be like how do i want to present myself to the world how is that going to be impactful to not only me but others you're not impacting anybody you're not helping anybody by being somebody else or being somebody else's idea of who you should be. It's not fulfilling. Um, it's honestly, it's the worst feeling. And for me, I'm 34 now, but I wasted a lot of years trying to be what other people wanted me to be and mm-hmm. say what they wanted me to say. And I never was accepted. I'm more accepted now than I ever was trying to be somebody else. So I always tell people, it, it, it's easier said than done. And it's going to be a lonely, painful road. It's not an easy road to be yourself. It's not. Yeah. But once you get, but once you start to get, feel those vibrations and the universe is like, I'm going to cut you some slack right now. Mm. And I'm going to let you find a tribe. And then slowly your tribe starts to get built mm. as you start living more and more and more in your truth. Yeah. People see who you are and the people who want to be near you 
are going to come find you. Wow. Yes. So many good things. Sorry. That was really loud. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, thanks so much for coming and, and talking and um, yeah, I'm really glad that the stuff with the IRS worked out yeah that's like i was such a relief not man i'm not going to jail people this is great this is like <laughs> not going to jail i'm not going to prison again that's great <laughs> oh man <laughs> well i hope the fp sends a <laughs> well um yeah we'll let you know when it comes up um and oh yeah where can our audience connect with you online um so you can find me on the grounds um the instagram at l vernon 2000 and i have a very archaic website that you can also visit if you if you fancy uh it's called leahvernon.com and yeah um you can just catch me on instagram that's where i usually am talking mm-hmm. the most shit <laughs> amazing and we'll have yeah. all of that in the show notes too so yeah okay well i hope you have a great rest of your week and it was so nice to meet you (laughs) thank you bye thanks so much for joining us for today's episode of beyond the stitch our music is by trish vega you can look up on spotify our editing is done by doug cool thank you doug you're the bomb diggity and i just really hope that you enjoyed today's episode thank you so much for being with us and i can't wait for you to hear next week's episode.